Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Got a nice tweet here. It says uh, from Foo Fryer. Well, Foo Fighters on right now in our ears. The Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. So Ben and Woods, trust me, I'm not over the Chargers leaving, but that's why my hate is towards the Spanos family. The team is a different entity entirely. It's like your friend who had to move away. You don't hate him. He had no choice, but his parents might be a Spanos. <laughs> your buddy moves away, like, middle of senior year. You're like, are you kidding me, dude? You're not mad at your buddy. It's not his fault. Um, but, you know, that... The narrative here still, and it, it kind of ties into what Oakland's going through, and we'll play you some audio oh. later in the show that will make you cringe, um, from John Fisher. The narrative that so many San Diegans still cling to that, well, this is the city's fault. It's the city's fault. I've said it before. I'll say it again till the day I die because I heard it from the source. He never wanted to stay here. He never tried to stay here. He never wanted to stay here. His quote, and I'm talking about Dino, his quote was, yeah, I want to go to L.A. I'll be a big shot in L.A. He never wanted to stay here. Okay? So don't, We're not going anywhere. don't cling to that narrative anymore. They didn't want to be here. And no, it's not going to change I've heard the same thing. Not, it's, it's not going to change anyone's not, mind. I've, from people who worked inside the organization. 100%. The idea of trying to build a stadium here was just a show. Oh, yeah. A box they could check so they could get the approval of the other owners. Just like John Fisher yesterday said. To move to Los Angeles. Now, he wanted to have his own stadium. He wanted the one in, in Carson with the Raiders and didn't want to be the, the second banana to the Rams. So he still didn't get what he wanted when yeah. he went to Los Angeles. But, yeah, that was that was the plan, apparently, all along, even for like a decade a going decade. through. He never wanted to stay here, man. He thought... He saw the, the the greener pastures, and he went for it. And he can say till he's blue in the face, oh, we did, we did everything we could to stay. Yeah. That's yeah, just I mean, not the case. The fact that, that San Diego State could build, and I, I get it, it's a, it's a $300 million stadium, not a billion-dollar stadium or whatever. But if they wanted to do one in Mission Valley, they could, they could have gotten it done. Yep. No doubt about it. You could have done it without major public, you know, they could have designed it at least where it could have passed muster, where it doesn't look like the public is paying, even though I'm sure there would have had to have been some cooperation. Oh, yeah. And they would have happily cooperated to keep the Chargers in town. As long as it doesn't look like the city is writing a big check straight to the Chargers, they would have made it work yep. in Mission Valley. But they came up with a bunch of unfeasible plans that had way too many opponents, and it was exactly how they wanted. You know and, what? And, and they it, ended up where they wanted to be. And a guy has the right... If you're an owner, if you own a snow cone stand, you're allowed to pick it up 
and move it wherever you want to go. Wherever you want. That is your right to do. But I, I mean, but right, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you you if you own something, you're do what you want with it. It's yours. You own it. You know? And and you know, but you have to face the repercussions right. that the entire city may loathe you and you'll be, you know, public enemy number 1. I love this snow cone stand. I went there every day after work. Well, I'm moving it. I'm moving it to Carlsbad. You know what I mean? But I like it here. I like it here in Mission Valley. No, sorry. I'm moving it to Carlsbad. There's nothing anybody can do about it. I and, and people would say, well, what would you have done in the same situation? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have moved the team. Correct. I wouldn't have. I know I would have. If I ever was fortunate enough to be a billionaire who got to own a professional franchise, I would... Really like to think I would do it like Peter Seidler. 100%. Did it. Yep. And not like Dean Fisher or John Fisher did it. Right. I mean, you know, this happens to be, again, it's like the movie Major League. Oh, you want to leave Cleveland for Miami? All right. There's a part of me that gets that. You don't leave here for anywhere. This is the destination. This is where you want to end up. It's why seven years later, everybody still calls it them the San Diego Chargers. This is it was you were a part of this community and you wanted to be a big shot and okay, you you're on your way, I guess. We'll see how it works out, but uh so far not so great for them, but a, a step in the right direction yesterday hiring Jim Harbaugh. Got uh, real or fake coming up here in a couple of minutes if you want to play our game and qualify for our grand prize getaway to Las Vegas. Call now 833-288-0973. Phone lines are open 833-288-0973. Of course, when we started this show, it was a little more fresh, the move. It was just, uh, what, a year or two in the past that the Chargers have left town. So we have been on pretty much the entire post-Chargers era, uh, amassing yeah. content over the years that we like to revisit on Thursdays, throwback Thursdays, going back in time. And uh, Polly has a couple of good ones from today. Where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, 2020? Uh, yeah, let's do that. I think that's a good call. Uh, this was the first of... Oh gosh, how many pranks have we done, Woods? On two, ben? two or three. Oh, I, mean, I mean, like on air, on air pranks, liner related pranks. You're not a huge fan of the on air pranks, but as long as you keep them to a minimum, right. I will be a good sport. Yeah. So uh, back in January of 2020, <laughs> we were currently running a promotion on the station called The Biggest Fan. I think we just did it uh, again a couple of months ago. We did. We'll call out a name. You got to sign up on the website. We call your name. You have 10 minutes to call, and then you're qualified for a grand prize. How did we get him with this? And, well, let's just go to the audio. 833-288-0973. You got 10 minutes. Dixie. Dixie Normus. Dixie. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, that's the name on my list here. Dixie Nor- Normus. Oh, I think that's where I that's where you realize oh, you're doing oh. that Simpsons thing on me. No, I didn't watch the Simpsons. I just the Dix- Bart Simpson. Oh God, I'm, I'm pouring sweat right now. I was. So sorry. I felt so immediately. Sorry. I instantly I'm regret. Sick. I, I am sick today. Really I today, all day. I, I instantly regret what just happened. I've been nervous for the last I'm, hour. I'm shaking right now. I've been like, oh God, ben, I'm so sorry. Minutes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not even at my. I'm not even at my best. I'm so sorry. A good day to do it. It was a really good day to do it. Dixie Normus. Dixie. Dixie Normus. <laughs> I apologize. Years later. 
Well, you apologize, but it was probably two years later. You did pound town pound cakes. I just that I, was a good one. I kind of read what's in front of me. I Dixie, trust Dixie, Normus. I'm yeah. supposed to read these things. We it's all part do. of the job. We all so do. I just read. Yeah. I kind of see them and I just read them. Yeah. I don't think about them. I, I how hard would this be if every single time, Polly? And here's if you're on the YouTube, you know, I get a sheet with different liners. Yeah. Polly prints them out before the show. Every single time, I had to study each of them with a fine-tooth comb After to make that. sure, all right, is this one real <laughs> or is it fake? Is there a landmine in here? I'd spend like 30 minutes every day looking through these things. I don't have that kind of time to see if you guys are trying to pull a fast one on me. So I just read what's in front of me, guys. I just read what's in front of me. Dixie Normus. <laughs> Later on, a few weeks later, we got a package in the mail of a. Uh, it was a name tag that somebody had made that yes. said Dixie Norvis on it. Yes, made Ben wear it for a day. We all got one, and mine said Paul. Yours said Woodsy, yeah. and his said, said Dixie Norvis. Dixie Norvis. Yeah, it's worse things to that people could say about you. They've said it. Ben, Ben, the big fat hen. <laughs> ben Gay. Dixie Normus is actually a decent nickname. Fine. Call me that. That wasn't my nickname, though. That was our biggest, that was our fan. biggest fan. Dixie. Dixie Normus. Dixie. Dixie's a real name. I mean, like Dixie yeah, Carter, actress. Yeah. yeah. Dixie. Normus is kind of weird. Normus is a weird. Normus. Weird Norman, list. normal, normal. I mean, that was that was kind of weird. But <laughs> if I wasn't sick, I might have I might have picked that one out. <laughs> it really timed out beautifully. Speaking of things that are real or fake, <laughs> let's get to today's game. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. All right, we got uh, Pete on the line. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, Pete. All right. Here's your opportunity to qualify for our grand prize monthly drawing. Two nights at the Westgate Las Vegas Hotel and Casino and an electrifying night of rock and roll as two iconic bands, Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, come together to perform live on April 11th at the Westgate International Theater. You can check out the newly designed premiere rooms, part of the $70 million room renovations at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. All right. Today, uh, I'll read a liner. You just have to tell me if it's no. It's real or fake. That's not the game today. All right, here we go. Uh, it was one week ago, last Wednesday, Woods Paul, our new Australian friend and I, ventured to explicit oh, God. for my first ever strip club Jump venture. Club. As you know, I did some research prior to the visit. I actually looked into several of the other Adult establishments in the Phoenix area for comparison. Yeah. So today on Real or Fake, Pete, I will give you a name. You have to tell me if it's a real strip club in the Valley of the Sun. Gentleman's Club. Or a fake oh I have thrown in to fool you. Pete, you understand the rules? Yeah, I do. All right. Four out of seven gets it done. Good luck. And you can ask Woods for help if you want. Uh, round number one, real or fake? Tiffany's Exotica. Whoa. Real or fake? <laughs> Gentlemen's Club in the Phoenix area. Tiffany's Exotica. Let's go real. He's going real? That's fake. Wow, oh, made that up. Oh, you have a dirty <laughs> mind. Exotica. Four, four out of seven is what it takes to win. All right, let's go. Round number two. Uh, you got it, buddy. Round number two. Jaguars. Real or fake? Exotic uh, dance club in Phoenix. Let's go real. Yeah, real. Yeah, I was yeah. real. 
You seem very confident. <laughs> I've seen that one, I think. All right. That's uh, one correct. We go to round number three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dicks. Real. Real or fake? Hmm. Thank you for uh, that. Fake. Fake. It's real. That one's actually the, uh, the, the male. The male. The male version. Do of that the exotic one the next I've never been to the Valley of the Sun. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You're fine. They're not even trying with that nickname. Yeah. That nope. name for the club. <laughs> all right, here we go. Round number four. The Great Alaskan Bush Company. Real or oh, fake? Pete? God. It's real. Fake. No, it's real. Oh. It's real. <laughs> it's too late. Real. No! <laughs> Why are you such a stickler today? That was real. That's a real place. We were it actually is. told that's where we needed it's, to go. Uh, there's one location far. in Anchorage and one in Phoenix, <laughs> apparently. very far from the house, and as we know. I can't believe we didn't go there, though. Of all the places we could have gone. Over. I know. Bush, 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 it's, bush, 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 bush. I'm going to blame Odyssey. They wouldn't pay the mileage. So <laughs> that's why we did it. It was like 26 miles All right. House. Pressure's on now, Pete. you got to get the last three right. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Round number five. Mama Chica's. Real or fake? Mama Chica's. Real or fake? Fake. Fake. Fake is right. Yes. All right. We're still alive. <laughs> Round six. Sugar 44. Pete, real or fake? Sugar 44. Real. It is. No, I was going to say fake. It is nice. real. And now we once again oh, get God. to round Game number seven, seven for seven. all the marbles. marbles. Real or fake? <laughs> for all the dollar bills. Exotic clubs in Phoenix, Arizona. Maria's of Maryvale. Real or fake? Maria's of Maryvale. Let's go, real. Oh, buddy ouch pete thank you for playing it came close but not in the cards today Mm. only explicit though had the two-story pole that's true none of the other clubs can boast a two-story pole i don't know why it makes me uncomfortable when he talks about it but it does (laughs) i want you know i've always i've wondered since we went last week we drove down it's not that far from uh state farm stadium yeah but you drive like a few miles east, and literally there stops being anything there. There's nothing And there. then you get there, and it's the landfill. And it's like right next to the landfill. It's on garbage. How, how cheap was that plot of land? Okay. It's the we, first thing he said when we pulled we've in. Got, we've got a good... Uh, Our real know, estate speculator. We've got a good half acre here for you. Uh, there's nothing around it except a landfill. What would you like to pay for this plot of land in the desert? It's, we pulled into the parking lot. He goes, oh, this is we're on the landfill. I wonder yeah. how much this building costs. And I go, that's what you're thinking about right now? That's what you're thinking about. Walking into your very first experience, he was wor- wondering about the real estate speculation in the Glendale sweet area kid. and how sweet, much. Yes, yeah. sweet kid. Guys, always, mine's always on business. Always. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be some of the cheapest property in the western United States. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it is. It's on a it's on, it, and it is by itself. Yeah. It is like an oasis in the middle of garbage. Basically, <laughs> it's essentially, it's what we it were is. a mile out, and we just saw a big building with the purple, purple neon. neon. I go, well, that's got to be it. That's and it. it. Sure enough, 
pulled in. <laughs> no, there was no mistaking where you were headed at that point. When we go back for spring training, we can stop and we can ask to see the deed and see how much they, they paid for it. <laughs> it's the one thing he's thinking about incessantly. <sighs> All right. Uh, we will uh, get back to Take on Woods tomorrow. Another chance at Real or Fake next week. Sorry, Pete. Thank you for playing. Don't Do This is coming up next. And since we are talking about much despised owners in sports... Think we can uh, sneak one in from the world of baseball today on Don't Do This? This audio is it's spectacular. It's spectacular. Paulie sent it over yesterday. We'll play that for you next. All right, it's coming up uh, on San Diego's number one sports station. Back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Hey there, Delilah, don't you worry about the distance. I'm right there. If you get lonely, give this song another listen. Close your eyes. Listen to my voice, it's my disguise I'm by your side Oh, it's what you do to me 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 Call from mom, answer it Call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, don't, don't do this. Listen, if I've said something, something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. Woodsy, get us started uh, here on Don't Do This. I will, my friend. Uh, so we were talking, you know, about uh, Dean Spanos. We were talking about John Fisher. And John Fisher is moving his team to Las Vegas, and the Las Vegas Review-Journal, their local paper, had a big uh, symposium, if you will, and wanted to keep you know their, their audience abreast of all the situations happening with the A's and their move to Las Vegas eventually. And uh, they had a, a big to-do, and they invited a lot of people, and it was a nice, beautiful, well-lit stage. And, well, the speaker came out, and, and, and this is oh, how it started. boy. Let's give it up one more time for Mary Beth and John Fisher, please. The Las Vegas A's. Oh. We like the sound of that, right, Vegas? <laughs> Do we? Yeah? Yes? Are, are we alive back there, Las Vegas? How are we feeling? It's like Joe Coyle <laughs> all over again. 
It was like Joe Coy at, at the Golden Globes. Like, hey, that's funny, right? That's funny. Uh, is, <laughs> if, you're the M- if you're the MC. You're in hell. You're in pure hell. Just move on. Just don't don't bring attention to the God. fact that no one is responding to what you're saying. Just move on at you that know, point. And, and we always had you, you always got get such a kick out of how I will bring attention to the mistakes that we make. Radio is fine. When you're emceeing, you just put your head down and you plow through That's it. That's why I'm good at it. Period. <laughs> Period. The end. Give it up for John Fisher. And if they don't clap, that is not your responsibility. You are not Arsenio Hall trying to whip <laughs> them into a frenzy before uh, you know a meeting. Like, let it go. It was silent in there. So now everyone in Oakland hates you, and it seems that everyone in at Las Vegas hates you as well, uh, John Fisher. So you're really, really the Las Vegas crushing. A's. Well, they we like the sound of that, right, Vegas? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yes. Are, are we alive back there, oh, Las Vegas? How are you feeling? Aren't I funny? Mm. Uh, well, they spoke to John Fisher after, and listen to what this dude said. Area. Um, I started out as a Giants fan before we bought the A's. Uh, I, you know, it, there's, there's no words that I can say um, that are going to make people at home who are really upset about the team uh, leaving uh, feel better about the team or about me. Um, so you know, all I can do is, is, is say I gave everything I had um, to try and make things work. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're very excited to be coming to Las Vegas. And, you know, this is where our new home is going to be. Okay. Wow. Man. Straight out of the Spanos playbook. That's right exactly there. right. Did everything it's a I could. playbook that didn't, didn't work, though. So Did everything I could. <sighs> Your turn. Okay. Uh, I will. Uh, this actually, you can file it under either fan behavior, don't do this, or athletes need to have a thicker skin. Ooh, Don't do this. Uh, last here. night, uh, ABC nationally televised NBA game. Phoenix Suns visiting the Dallas Mavericks. And in the third quarter, Luka Doncic snapped. Uh, one of the uh, one of the fans in Dallas was actually a Phoenix Suns fan wearing a Devin Booker jersey right there in front. And was heckling Doncic. And apparently he had been heckling him in the first half. And there may have been some cursing involved. But the comment that actually... Put Luka Doncic over the top was reportedly this. Luka, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill. And that's what caused Luka, who was standing at midcourt, to point him out to security and ask ask them to remove that Suns fan from the building, which they, which he did. He the they was escorted out of the property. That reporting makes it seem very soft. Like, that's a very soft reaction by an NBA superstar to get a fan thrown out for just a heckling comment like that. Now, other people say in the first half he was cursing a little bit more and was a little more intense on the on the heckling, may have crossed some lines, but that comment was kind of funny. I mean, Doncic is a great player, but he's a bigger guy. So is, I mean, so is Jokic. They're both bigger guys, and they're great NBA players. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, you get you're going to get some heat, yeah. If you're an NBA star, even at home, in even this at case. home, sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I also Booker was lighting up the Mavs last night, so the guy I was feeling good. Booker fan feeling good. So after the game, he went to a, a press conference, and there's a there's a beef going on between NBA journalist Tim McMahon and Luka Doncic. So um, this happened after the game. It's a little bit hard to hear, but just, no, I got to get on. Oh, you got it. Okay, good. But the, what were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tag? Uh, I know I saw you 
when you said about the fan, you know, that was not a true at all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something <laughs> like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. He always seemed to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% uh -oh. of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Uh -huh. I don't know. <laughs> I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was that time he said something. The only thing. That was what you reacted to. Yeah. I was hearing the whole first half, right? Oh, you didn't hear anything. He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. Acting. You put out something that was just the only thing. But. Okay, what was the final what, 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 what was the, what final, was the issue? What was the thing? That it's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. Oh, my God. It's fine. It's all over. Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Why don't you ask for Lopey ejected in the first half then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. If you turned your head and looked over at him after he said that, Here, that's, Tim I mean, that's what we saw. Yeah, the next hit piece. Be the, guy, the bad guy in the media, right? Oh, God. It's all right. Like you fairly Did portrayed in the media? No. <laughs> hmm. So Tim was the one who tweeted that treadmill yeah. line from the heckler, Correct. which made Luca seem like he was pretty soft yep. for getting him injected. And Luca is defending and saying it was a way worse than that. Your tweet made it seem obviously like I have the thinnest of skins, right. and it was worse than that. <laughs> I can see this from both perspectives. I can too, but I think ultimately, you know, Tim McMahon, it's, he's not. Most media members, they're not out to get guys. They're out to publish interesting stories. And that was the interesting story of the game. You got a technical. You got a fan ejected. That's the story. So you're going to write what what was said at the moment he was ejected. There's nothing out of bounds about that. And if Luca really doesn't want that kind of heat, ignore the fan. Ignore him and move on. So ultimately, I think the DDT goes to Luka Doncic here. Uh, yeah, that, I'm fine with that. Let's get uh, now to a little more lighthearted action. DD Mega Doo Doo. So this is pretty amazing. Uh, pretty amazing audio. Listening to uh, listening to former football players talk about their former legendary Hall of Fame head coach Bill Belichick, uh, and they told the story. It was Julian Edelman. It was Randy Moss and Tom Brady on a podcast called Games with Names. And uh, you know, obviously, Bill's in the news. He's interviewing for jobs. <laughs> Julian Edelman, who is like, I mean, pretty dynamic dude, man. Like, pretty, all three of those guys can, can spin a yarn. Listen to the story he told about Bill Belichick and his want to motivate his team. Every offseason, we'd have some inspirational thing from Bill. This guy lays out an hour long presentation on why Tiger Woods is Tiger f Woods. He's sitting there. <laughs> You guys are over in Vegas in the offseason. This guy's hitting his seven iron. He's at the greens putting. And like three weeks later, the whole Tiger saga came out, right? <laughs> three weeks later. Randy, as soon as it came out, we're in stretch lines. And Bill walking around, he got his little whistle. And he's whistling or doing his little whistle twirl. And all of a sudden, you hear in the, out, of the, out of left field, Hey, Bill! Hey, Bill! Bill! <laughs> you see Belichick, he just shakes his head like he knew exactly what he was. <laughs> How about Tiger? Both <laughs> 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 teams starts dying. Both oh. teams going crazy. 
I love it so much, man. Yeah, you bring in you bring in the this is here we are. This is the top of the map. Now, Tiger had his extracurriculars, but I don't think you can deny that he was when he wasn't doing that, hitting his seven iron all the time and very focused on winning golf tournaments. But uh, to have that blow up in your face three weeks after you you present him as this model for success. Uh, is pretty damn funny. And only probably Randy Moss could have gotten away with that. Randy and Tom and maybe Julian Edelman, the only three guys that could have gotten away with that. And Julian Edelman's a huge Bill Belichick fan. Oh, yeah, they all are. They they all are, are, but especially Edelman's been as as much in Belichick's corner as anybody in terms of supporting that coach. Even through the the tougher years, (laughs) the last couple of years, he was always in in Bill's corner completely. It's so funny. That's funny. All right, that's Don't and Do Do This for Thursday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. So I've been meticulously writing down every move the Padres have made this offseason. It seems like they haven't done anything at all, but I thought as we kind of hit this point where everything is at a standstill, might want to review kind of the steps that they, they have taken to get to this point in time on January 25th. With uh, spring training just two weeks away. Oh, my God. How have we gotten to this point in time? We'll, we'll kind of look back here at the Padres' off-season moves. Coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. The sunny side to face this. I am invisible. this. You can imagine how I This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm an alligator. Coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and roll and big for you. Keep your mouth shut. Just walk like a big monkey. 
little breaking news from the golf world this morning. Uh, Jason Sobel tweeting, Nick Dunlap has announced he is turning pro. Not a shocker. Will immediately own full PGA Tour status and an exemption through the 2026 season and is already eligible for three of this year's four major championships and the remaining seven wow. signature events. Life just changed dramatically for that young man. Uh, I don't really think it was a tough decision. No. He went. He withdrew from the Farmers Insurance Open this week, which he had qualified for, to go back to Alabama, uh, talk to family and, and friends and his teammates. Pack and I, his apartment. I've got to imagine, <laughs> unless it. they're the most selfish people of all time, they all told him the same thing. 100%. you got to do this, man. I you mean, got this to. is what you've been working for. You've got it now. You don't, you don't turn it down once you've got well, your dreams, your aspirations. They're all right in front of you. There's no reason to turn it down so you can play a few more college golf tournaments. Correct. Uh, with your teammates. As much as you may love your teammates, I would think your teammates would say, if it was any one of us, we'd be out. We'd be so gone instantly to play in these events. So he will make his official PGA Tour debut next week at Pebble Beach, which is one of the signature elevated events on the PGA Tour this season. Kind when of a bump. To, when it comes to athletics in college, like golf is no different than football Absolutely. or basketball or baseball, baseball or any other sport. Like, there's there's a group of people out there that hate the one and dones yeah. in college athletics. Sure, they and want them to grind out the four years and yeah, the honor, honor that commitment. Which, hey, fine, if that's what you want to do, of course, get your degree and all that. But ultimately, I think the argument is the point of college is to get you ready for your career. It's correct. And if it only takes you one year to what set you? yourself up to get into that <laughs> career, whether you're going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL or joining the PGA Tour – College served its purpose for you. Correct. The only tiny difference is that because there's no draft and because the PGA Tour season is essentially all year long, and the college golf season is actually split, so they do some of the events in the fall and some of them in the spring, so they're just starting up again, that when you leave, you can leave in the middle of your season. You oh, wouldn't, yeah. You'd never see a guy, oh, I had a huge game in October for USC, and then it's like next week he's playing he's for the Raiders. <laughs> He just went pro. So, That'd be badass. <laughs> I mean, the way things are going with the transfer portal, and I, you never know. Don't so, be surprised. In that sense, of course, that's slightly he, he's abandoning yes. his team mid-season, which is, I mean, and guys now are like sitting out bowl games and stuff, so it's, it's kind of similar that way. Yeah. But most of the time, they at least finish out the one year, and then, then they go pro. In golf, you're, middle of the year, it's like, okay, I'm a pro now, and I am starting my pro career. Now, yeah, I think when you when you win a tournament in the final group is you and and Justin Thomas, like you win that tournament. I think that is a, a nice little push uh, in that direction to say, yeah, this is uh, life's next uh, opportunity. This is what I was here and, for. And the nice thing is, is you get the two year exemption for winning, but that doesn't include the current year. So this entire year is essentially gravy. It's like. Whatever I make this year is just bonus because my exemption that I earn doesn't even start until 2025, but I get to play in all of these tournaments. I get valuable experience. I'm going to get to play in the majors, go to Augusta, play in these elevated events, a lot of which don't even have cuts. So even if you play terrible and finish last, your expenses, everything more than covered by the prize money and you're you know, you're kind of learning about life and the courses on the PGA Tour. It makes perfect sense for him to go. There's no no doubt about it, and I'm sure everyone told him the same thing. I'm only bummed 
probably could have made that decision in about 10 minutes in <laughs> the desert last week and come and play Torrey Pines yeah, this week. And I, we could have we watched him. But I, I get why you probably need to decompress for a minute and evaluate. And, and I understood his with, withdrawal from the tournament this week. I like so. him, man. I do. I liked watching him and, and really seeing. Now, look, he could go out and get waxed, and he probably will. <laughs> you know, he's probably going to. You're going to have to wear it a little bit. Nobody nobody steps in, unless you're Tiger Woods, steps in there and just starts winning tournaments. But, Manny, to get that first one under your belt, Ben, and to do it against competition that he did in the final group uh, that he did, now it's going to be different, right? Because the Saturday he played in that tournament, what was the difference? It was all he played with the amateurs. So in that tournament, they play three different courses. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday are all a different course, and you're playing. It's a pro am, so every day you're playing with an amateur partner in the group, and and then on Sunday you play with the other pros the on the final pros. round, and they all play at PGA West. Uh, so yeah, he'll have to get used to regular tournaments yeah. and playing in the you know in pairings or threesomes with the other pro players but he played with justin thomas he did on the last day and yeah. he played with sam, sam burns, burns two rider cuppers on the last day and held his own so. he sure did man yeah, and, no. and, and seemed kind of unflappable and there are other good stories at tory pines this week the leader kevin Yu, who shot eight under in the north yesterday he's a he was a rookie last year but missed a lot of the year with an injury so he's really a young guy just getting started mentioned patrick cantlay is is a stroke back xander shoffley had a really solid three under round never won his hometown tournament yep. if he has a halfway decent down the north today. He should be right there on the leaderboard going into the weekend. Uh, the best south round was five under by Nicholas Hoygaard, who was a Ryder Cupper for Europe from Denmark last year, who got onto the PGA Tour by playing well on the DP World Tour last year. I'm cheering, though, for uh, Michael Kim. He's the Torrey Pines High School kid. He... Um, so I don't know if anyone knows his story. He was one of the hot young phenoms about 10 years ago when he was 20. Made his debut at this tournament. And, you know, was on the PGA Tour for a few years. And then, like, in 2019 or so, lost his game. And he missed, like, 42 of 43 cuts. Jeez, and was, dude. Fell to, like, 2,000th in the world rankings. Was it? Mental? Just, you know, it's golf, you know. Guys lose it and their swing. It all gets funky. Yeah. Has been working with Sean Foley, uh, who is Tiger's coach for a while, and uh, working on his mental game. Has come back, played really well, uh, played well last week, and is five under on the north course and in contention this week. He's good on social media. I follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow. He's very positive. He, uh, he'll he review swings and, you know, just talk about life behind the scenes on the PGA Tour openly and honestly. Good kid, 30 now, and is kind of in the second stage of his career. Career, but definitely pulling for him, uh, and of course we were on the Tory Pines golf team together. You weren't. Well, he's I mean, much... he's much younger, right. but it's the same team essentially. So, who's the guy? Baz- Baz- how do you say it? Christian Bazadenheit. He's the guy I'm pulling for. Did really? you know his story? I don't really know his story. Oh my god! I know so, it sounds like you're sneezing when you say his name. Bazadenheit. Christian Bazadenheit. Bazadenheit. <laughs> Did uh, I watched an interview with him the other day? And he has a speech impediment. But the reason that he has a speech impediment, guys, is because when he was a kid, he drank rat poison. Accidentally drank rat poison. That's and like, I don't know that ever happened in real life. It's always the thing you, you see like, you, in, like, like in an after the school movies special. or something. Right. Yeah, but does it really happen? So when he was a kid, he had he drank this and it almost killed him. And they saved his life, but it really severely affected his nervous system and his speech. So you'll hear him in tournaments, and you can see, like, the mind is willing, but the body doesn't follow always. They, he said he was such, such a good golfer, obviously. 
when he was a junior in high school, he would be like, I hope I don't win this tournament because I don't want to give a speech oh, after. Man. And he is, is that funny? <laughs> I think he's, it's amazing. He's laughing. Okay, good. He, he didn't want to win. He didn't want to speak. And he's gotten you know more comfortable doing it. Yeah. He's won. Uh, he's a really good player. Good for him. And I read that and I went, oh, my God. Imagine being a golfer and you're with a nervous system that isn't functioning fully all the time. So that's a guy I was like, man, I'll be pulling for that guy for the rest of my life. That is a, Talk about obstacles to overcome. Don't let your kids drink rat poison as well. Call poison control. Or tuna off the floor. Or tuna really. off the floor. You until did they're, until they're older. Until they're older. All right. Uh, first uh, tea time, second round, one hour from now uh, out at Torrey Pines. I assume no fog delay or anything. Weather seems okay. So, All right. You'd be surprised. It feels like the Padres have done almost nothing. You'd probably, what have they made, three moves this offseason? Actually, there's about a dozen things they've done. I wanted to review to see where we stand here on January 25th in the Padres offseason. We'll go through that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Likely contains fentanyl. Talk to your kids today before it's too late. Get the conversation started at the time is now. SD.org. I'm Kelly Danik with Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So I got the uh, chronology of the Padres' uh, What's gone on kind of in the offseason for them? And uh, these are kind of the more of the moves that affect the big league club. Obviously, there was big, big news with, with Peter Seidler's passing and other things like that. But all right, the offseason started right away with Manny Machado getting surgery on his tennis elbow. Uh, what is that? The flexor that, and he's been recovering pretty well from that. We were speculating whether he'd be ready in time for spring training, but the reports have been pretty good on Manny and his recovery, and uh, hopefully we'll see him in spring and certainly ready to go hitting-wise and maybe even fielding-wise by the time they get to Korea for the first couple of games of the season. Um, they had the non-tenders, Austin Nola, Tim Hill, Taylor Colway, and Jose Espada were the uh, guys on the 40-man that they did not offer contracts to. Who was the first one you said? Uh, Austin Nola. Austin Nola is a... Brewer, yes, and Tim Hill is a White Sox. Yes, uh, they did not want to pay them the raises they would have gotten in arbitration, so they saved some money there. Uh, the Padres claimed Tucapita Marcano off oh, waivers That's right. from the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is uh, on the on the forty man roster right now. I believe he can play some outfield. Was originally traded to uh, Pittsburgh in twenty twenty one as part of the Adam Frazier deal. Uh, they signed shortstop Mason McCoy to a minor league deal. Did we, anyone remember that move? The yeah, Mason the McCoy, McCoy move? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the 28-year-old made his MLB debut with the Blue Jays last season. The Padres traded Scott Barlow to the Cleveland Guardians in exchange for Eniel De Los Santos, the first piece in a reworking of the bullpen that has actually been the most significant uh, stuff that the Padres have done this offseason. Padres then traded Matt Carpenter and Ray Kerr to the Atlanta Braves for minor league outfielder Drew Campbell, and they also sent $1.5 million to cover part of Matt Carpenter's salary. Carpenter, of course, was then released by the Braves and signed recently with the St. Louis Cardinals, a one-year deal to return to St. Louis. You have been keeping copious notes. I have. Padres traded Juan Soto and Trent Grisham to the New York Yankees. I think we talked about that deal once or twice over the last month. They got a lot of pitching in return. Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, Kyle Higashioka. Then they hit the free agent market, signing left-handed pitcher Yuki Matsui to a five-year, $25 million deal out of uh, Nippon Professional Baseball in Japan. Uh, they then 
and signed South Korea reliever Woo Suk Go to a two-year deal um, from the KBO. And then just uh, most recently, the international market uh, agreeing to a $4.2 million bonus with very, very highly regarded 17-year-old shortstop Leodalis Davris from the Dominican Republic. And that's that's your offseason in a nutshell for the San Diego Padres at this point. You forgot Cal Mitchell. Cal Mitchell was, was added as well. I didn't take copious enough of that notes. Cal Mitchell, uh, San Diego native, uh, came over from the Pirates, I believe, as a, another you know potential out, fourth outfielder potentially for this team. So, uh, yeah, obviously it's not enough. It's We're nowhere close to having a, a complete team. And every day that passes, you know, people come off the board and it makes you, you know, a little bit nervous. Um, I was talking to a buddy yesterday and I said, so... Is this kind of the plan? Like, this is the plan of just kind of waiting out? Now, to be fair, to be completely fair, we're not the only team doing this. There's a lot of still a lot of pretty good names out there. Um, you think about Jorge Soler. You think about Cody Bellinger. You think about Blake Snell. You think about a ton. There's still a ton of guys out there. Uh, but due to financial constraints, I don't know how much of a player the San Diego Padres are going to be for anybody in the top and, and, 20 And left. a lot of those guys that fit in the outfield are right-handed, and we've said many times the Padres need to get more left-handed. It, really, Cody Bellinger is the only one that seems like would make perfect sense if you could afford him. Yeah, if he wasn't a $280 million contract, of which you already have four or five. But that doesn't seem feasible at this juncture, which leaves you with the trade market and... It's hard to speculate on the trade market Buddy. because you, I know Craig does a great job. He every single day he makes a trade involving a different team for the San Diego Padres, and it's a great it's great content on the Annie and Elston show. But you can't you don't really know if guys are even available. Sure. So it is it's literally just darts at a board sure. speculation when you talk about hey Padres should make a trade. It's easy to say. But you can call another team and they go, no, we're not interested in trading that guy. It's a really short conversation at that point. So I don't know how much speculation we want to get into on the trade market. Well, and, and the crazy thing is they did a uh, they put out a graphic yesterday. It was MLB.com or somebody. I can't remember. Maybe it was MLB Network. Now, their lists haven't really been all that great or thorough this year. But they were ranking the top left fielders in baseball. I, I can't abide anybody that tells me again that a corner outfielder is easy to find. I just can't listen to you anymore because if you look at the top ten Left fielders in baseball, you look, Jordan Alvarez is number one. I mean, and he mostly DHs. So I looked at that list and went, oh, yeah, we're, we're up against it, you know. And not only we, everybody that needs one is up against it. And I'll try to find that list and read you the names. It's not a who's who, Ben, of baseball players. So I just don't know what their, their plan is. Alex in the chat, Ben Essing on Craig and Annie. Like, oh, no, it wasn't. I just Are said it was kidding? good content. It's just, I just it's good content. I just dude. don't. I mean, and, you know, it's speculation, and we can't count on any of those moves yeah. happening, but it's great content. I just said it was great content. All right, we'll come back two hours to go. Wow. It's Ben and Woods on a Thursday morning here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.